Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. We need someone to take office this time around who on day one can stand on the world stage and know exactly what has to be done to get this country back on track. Joe Biden promised to have a package of proposals out on day one to reduce gun violence in America. 150 million people have been killed since 2007, more than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. Carnage on our street, and I want to tell you, if I'm elected and I'm coming for you, and gun manufacturers, I'm going to take you on, and I'm going to be... And he still hasn't acted two months into his presidency, and advocates are getting frustrated with the delay. New developments of a deadly mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado. At this hour, we know at least 10 people were killed this afternoon, including a Boulder police officer. Right now, one suspect is in custody after opening fire at a grocery store. Now, with back-to-back shootings in Atlanta and Boulder, Colorado, there is pressure on him to act. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Anita Kumar on President Biden, Congress, and what it might take to end years of inaction on gun violence. A shooting at an elementary school in Connecticut has left at least 27 dead, including 18 children. The shooting happened at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. The shooter was apparently killed. After the shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, where all those little children were killed, President Obama vowed that he would do something. And he asked his vice president, then Joe Biden, to tackle the issue, sort of to take it on. We've endured too many of these tragedies in the past few years. And each time I learn the news, I react not as a president, but as anybody else would, as a parent. And we're going to have to come together and take meaningful action to prevent more tragedies like this, regardless of the politics. And so what Joe Biden did then was he convened a group and they would meet and they would talk to people. Hi, Vice President. My question is there are many gun-owning families that are feeling picked on. Let let me say two things, Teresa. Number one, there is a legitimate, respected culture of gun ownership in America. My dad was a hunter. And they came up with a huge list of things that they felt needed to be done to cut down on gun violence in this country. There are multiple things that can and must be done totally within our power totally within our control, that will fundamentally alter the situation we find ourselves in. He really wanted to pass legislation through Congress. And at that time, Congress, just like it is now, was not eager to pass gun legislation. And basically nothing happened. Um, And it was a complete disappointment to so many people. It was a complete failure to get something done. So basically, a divided Congress, Republicans and Democrats couldn't agree, and they did not pass any significant legislation. So now Biden himself is in the White House and dealing once again with what to do in the aftermath of mass shootings. As president, I'm going to use all the resources at my disposal to keep the American people safe. 
In an address yesterday, the morning after a mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado, that came just a week after the shootings in Georgia, he called on Congress to pass stricter gun measures. I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. We can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. But you're reporting that despite these calls for Congress to act, he hasn't delivered yet on an overarching plan to address gun violence. Can you explain that to me? Well, you know, President Biden campaigned when he wasn't president, when he was campaigning for president on this issue. He said that things needed to be done and he would get it done and he would get it done basically on day one or he'd outline something that he wanted to do on day one. And we just haven't seen that yet. So we're about two months in and we are finding that those that want to get something done, those that want to, you know, make some changes are getting frustrated. Um, I did a story about a month ago and they were frustrated then and now, two months later, they're very frustrated because they feel like this is something he pledged to do. What's the holdup? They don't really understand. And now, as you've mentioned, we've had these back-to-back shootings, and they feel like there's some momentum to, to push something out. The White House has been pretty quiet um, about what's going on. They have put out some notices, some readouts of meetings that they've held, but they haven't indicated when a, a package of proposals would be out or what that would look like. In the meantime, Biden is calling on Congress to act. Just yesterday, senators held a hearing where they discussed gun reform measures. Two of them already passed by the House to expand background checks for all people buying guns and to give the FBI more time to do background checks. Now is the time for action to honor these victims with action, real action, not the fig leaves or the shadows that have been offered on the other side, along with hopes and thoughts and prayers. The hearing was contentious, to say the least. Lots of criticism from Republicans of efforts to take guns away. What happens in this committee after every mass shooting is Democrats propose taking away guns from law-abiding citizens, because that's their political objective. But what they propose, not only does it not reduce crime, it makes it worse. It seems to me from these hearings and from what I've heard that these House proposals, basically any big gun measures, are set up to go nowhere in the Senate, right? Like, what do you think that tells us about what Biden and Democratic allies are up against here? I think we're seeing pretty much what we've been seeing for years now, even what we saw back when Barack Obama was president, Republicans and Democrats are split on this. When you talk to Republicans, Republicans at that hearing or other Republicans in the Senate, they do not support this. The threshold for legislation to pass this Senate is 60 votes. As we all know, Democrats have 50 votes. They need 10 Republicans to agree to some of these things. What I keep hearing from people is, look, there are some Republicans who are supportive, but they haven't publicly come out and said it. So it's very hard for me to believe 10 Republicans who haven't come out publicly are going to vote for some of these bills. But it's not just, you know, this was the background check bill that there was a hearing on, but there are a variety of other pieces of legislation that are out there and, and all of them sort of have the same hurdle. 
You mentioned the thin majority Democrats have in the Senate. I know it's just one vote, but they are in charge. They also, of course, have Biden in the White House and Democratic control in the House. I mean, this is the party that for years has pushed gun reform. If not now, when is the time that any sort of significant legislation can be passed? Like what needs to happen to actually make something happen? It's a great question. Um, If Democrats are all supportive and they control the White House and both chambers of Congress, you would think this was the time. Um, So it's a great question. Basically, after every mass shooting, there seems to be some momentum to get something done and then nothing really gets done. So, you know, if they want to try to do something, they need to harness this this momentum that they have right now. The, The problem really is in the Senate where the threshold is so high. And that's why there are people talking about, you know, either bypassing the filibuster in some way or reforming it in some way. And you saw President Biden just starting to talk about maybe things should be changed. And that's really a shift for him. So what that would mean is that they could pass bills by a simple majority. They could pass bills, you know, they wouldn't need 60 votes. Um, it's something they just did with COVID legislation is they is they bypassed this and, and they only needed 51 votes. And obviously with the vice president being a Democrat, they can pass things. So there are many people that support firearms changes, restrictions that say they need to reform this and, and go with a simple majority. Anita Kumar, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks for having me. Also today, the Biden administration is giving Americans three extra months to sign up for Obamacare through a special enrollment period. During his first weeks in office, President Biden opened a new enrollment period lasting until May 15th, citing increased demand during the pandemic. They're now extending that, saying it'll give people more time to shop for boosted health insurance subsidies that Congress included in the recent COVID stimulus package. According to federal data, more than 200,000 people signed up during the first two weeks of the enrollment season. That's about triple the rate of the same period during the previous year, when only people with special qualifying events could get coverage outside of the usual enrollment window. And the government's accountability office is launching an investigation to review whether President Biden broke the law by freezing money for former President Trump's long-touted border wall in violation of budget rules designed to keep Congress in control of the cash flow. On his first day in office, Biden hit pause on billions of dollars set to be spent on the barrier while his administration figured out next steps for the money. An unfavorable ruling from the GAO would bolster Republicans in branding Biden as a rule breaker as they blame him for the surge of migrants and unaccompanied children at the southern border. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like Politico Energy, Pulse Check, and the Playbook Audio Briefing. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.